Hello and welcome to Wisdom Trek. This is Guthrie Chamberlain and I'm your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for our seven day a week, seven minutes of wisdom podcast. This is day 206 of our trek and this week we're hiking the Christmas trail to learn about some of the key players in the Christmas story. It is my hope that we will learn from these stories that bring hope to the world, not only during Christmas, but for each day of the year. Each story will cover two days, and for today, we will explore the second part of the story called Christmas Wisdom, the story of the wise men. These stories are adapted from the lessons that were originally taught by Raymond von Pleiston. If you miss any of the days of our Wisdom Trek episodes, please go to wisdom-trek.com to listen to them and to read the daily journal. We are recording our podcast from our studio at Home 2 in Charlotte, North Carolina. Final preparations and packing will be completed today so that we will be ready to head to the big house for Christmas early tomorrow. We will remain there until New Year's Day, then we'll head back to home too. We hope to use the week between Christmas and New Year's for a lot of 2016 business planning. During this Christmas week though, we will continue to invest our time on our track together, reflecting on the true story surrounding the original Christmas. Today we'll explore the second part of the story, Christmas Wisdom, The Story of the Wise Men, Part 2. As we hike this Christmas trail together today, I'm going to reread the story of the wise men that's found in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1-12. through 12. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from the eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and of the teachers of the religious law and asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you who will be a shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time that the star first appeared. Then he told them, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for this child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went on their way, and the star that they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over a place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time for them to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. We looked at the first point yesterday, which the, the wise men's journey was one of faith. So the second point I want to make on our trek is, the wise men's journey is one of worship. When the wise men came on their journey, it was for the purpose of worship. They brought their gifts with them, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Their gifts have a lot of symbolisms associated with them. Gold represents wealth. It was a gift fit for the king, and Jesus is the king of kings. Frankincense is the sap from a tree that is dried and hardened and was used as incense to worship God. Thus we see this gift was for his deity. Jesus was the son of God. And myrrh was a fragrant perfume that was used to anoint the dead, to embalm and preserve them. And Jesus was our sacrificial lamb. But there is more to worship than presenting the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, isn't there? The fact is that worship always involves sacrifice. Was there a price to be paid for the wise men's worship? You bet. They had given themselves to a very long journey. Travel in those days were very uncomfortable. In fact, it could be downright dangerous. The wise men had sacrificed their own comfort to find and worship the king. They had also sacrificed these very expensive gifts. And we listen to what David said about sacrifice in 2 Samuel chapter 24, verse 24. But the king replied to Aranah, No, I insist on buying it. 
For I will not present a burnt offering to the Lord my God that have cost me nothing. So David paid him 50 pieces of silver for the threshing floor and the oxen. Romans 12.1 also says it this way, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. So true worship requires sacrifice. The greatest gift, the greatest sacrifice that you can give to God is yourself. You may say, but I have nothing for him today. But I say, yes, you have. Even today, you have given him something of yourself. You have given him your time by listening to this podcast or reading the journal. When you volunteer your time or donate money to churches or charities that promote God's work throughout the world, you are sacrificing. When you give of yourself to others to impact them for Christ, you are a living sacrifice, even though you may not view it like that, even though you may not have realized it. The efforts that you make to worship in word and deed in God's name is your sacrifice to him. But here's another fact that I would like you to remember today. What God wants most of all, above everything else, is yourself. He wants your heart. He wants your attention 24-7. The question to ask is, am I willing to give it to him? Am I willing to give him my best? Am I willing to go on the spiritual journey to worship him? Am I willing to give up a comfort zone to follow Christ? The wise men were, are you? The third point I want to make on our track today is, a wise man's journey is one of change. Look at verse 12 again with me. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Isn't it interesting that after the wise men worshipped Jesus that they could not go back the same way that they had come? And I find that a fact even today. Once you have met God, you will never be the same. An encounter with God changes things. It changes you, doesn't it? It always has. It's always been that way. Jacob is another example. His name was changed to Israel when he wrestled with God, and after that he could never walk the same for the rest of his life. Isaiah stepped into the presence of God and proclaimed in chapter 6 verse 5, Then I said, It is all over. I am doomed, for I am a sinful man. I have filthy lips, and I live among people with filthy lips. Yes, I have seen the King, the Lord of Heaven's armies. Job also questioned God over and over again concerning his suffering, but when God shows up, Job says this in chapter 40, verses 4 and 5. I am nothing. How could I ever find the answers? I will cover my mouth with my hand. I have said too much already. I have nothing more to say. Job met God and became a changed man. This is what happens when we walk in the presence of God. We become changed. That is what happened to the wise men when they encountered Christ. They were changed. That is what happens when we encounter Christ. Things become different. It's Christmas time and we hear the story of the wise men. They were wise because they had faith. They were wise because they worshipped. And they were changed forever, all because of a child. How about you? Are you looking for change in your life? Find Christ this Christmas and I guarantee you that you will be changed. Things will be different. Step out in faith and to seek Him as the wise men did. As you think about that, Tomorrow and the next day, we will explore the final Christmas story called Christmas Love, the story of God's gift to us. So please encourage your family and friends to join us and then come along with us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. That will finish our podcast for today. Remember to listen to your daily dose of wisdom each day at wisdom-trek.com or subscribe at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or any of the other social media platforms. And please share Wisdom Trek with your family and friends through email, Facebook, Twitter, or in person as you meet with them and invite them to come along with us each day. The journal for today's trek can be found at wisdom-trek.com. 
Thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, you are my friend, as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal each day. As we take this trek together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and leave a living legacy each day. This is Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you tomorrow.